Welcome to The Spiritual Awakener, where you'll hear everyday people's stories of their awakening moments that led them to work with you, the collective. Now here's your host, Susan Kennard. Hi, I'm Susan Kennard, and welcome to The Spiritual Awakener. This is a podcast where I get to talk to and interview really incredible people who have either had a turning point in their life or a spiritual awakening, and that has changed them. That has made them realize they were so much more than who they thought they were, and they now help you, the collective, to heal yourself or create an amazing life. So I'm really pleased, really excited uh, this evening to be interviewing and talking to my guest, Michelle. And Michelle, I want you to say your surname because I want you to get it. I, I don't want to get it wrong. You get it right. <laughs> so it's, it's Michelle Parisa-Wasik, or you can just say Michelle PW. So that works too. Okay, PW. I like that. Yes. Michelle PW. So Michelle and I, we actually connected at the New Media Summit, which is a media summit for podcasts. So it's great that she's here finally on my podcast. And I believe she is actually creating one herself, which she'll tell us about a bit later. But Michelle, thank you for being here. And if you knew of a turning point or a spiritual awakening point in your life, what would it be? It was 20, it was 2012. I actually have a date and time. Yeah. 2012. So yeah. what happened was the year going up to 20, it was the fall of 2012. And the year mm. go, that year was a really uh, difficult year. Um, just a lot of um, personal challenges. And it yeah. accumulated with uh, my mother being diagnosed with cancer. I think part of the reason why it happened is because before then I had been resisting a lot, uh, you know, because I, I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, and this was my entire life. So I, you know, so that was already a problem. Like I just, I already, I already really wasn't able to manage my emotions as well as I could have. So I was already, you know, I was pushing things down and letting things build up. That year with Which the A lot of people account. do, Michelle, you know, a lot of yes. people do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that year had so many other challenges that the low just got too much and it just piled on. And one night I just, I just, it was like, I was like, it just snapped, I guess is, is the easiest mm. way to do it. I just started crying. I couldn't stop crying. I was just distraught. I had nightmares for two weeks. I, Cause after I stopped crying, I just, I could not, I just, I, I was like, I was knocked down on the, on the mat and I couldn't get up. So finally in the middle of this whole thing of just kind of just really suffering one of my personal development, like, you know, I had been in the, you know, I'm a copyright, I have a copywriting company, a copywriting marketing company. I, my clients are mostly in the personal development, transformation coaches, that kind of, so I've been around a lot of that. Connected uh, at some, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so a lot of that sayings were, were kind of, you know, I was kind of in there, but then yeah. one of them finally like poked its head through. And I still remember this in the middle of this whole thing, which was life is, is not, you know, it's, it's 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And I thought, and how I was responding yeah. to this was just awful. So, um, so that was like, I'm like, all right, I got to change things. Mm-hmm. I got a hold of my friend, Christina Ryo, who is a spiritual healer. And I, and I basically, you know, got on the phone with her and said, I yeah. really need your help. And she did. So she put me, you know, so she started working with me and that was mm-hmm. what finally got me, you know, kind of busted through and, and sort of put me on this path. So yes. So was- Michelle, what do you think it was that led you? It's almost like a pinnacle, isn't it? And as I look at it, I kind of looked at it as you were talking, because obviously, you know, I'm clairvoyant and I'm a medium and (laughs) a spiritual healer. So I was looking at an iceberg. So I was looking at the tip of the iceberg being 
where you know perhaps we show the world like that's who we are and then underneath is really what's going on for us did you feel that it was almost like something that had to come out almost yes like that iceberg had to kind of it had to, the, yeah to show itself Yes, because mm. that was exactly what it was, because, you know, I had spent, you know, it, one of the things that, that Christine had had me do was go through the Enneagram book, because I had, I, did, mm. I never even heard an Enneagram, and I'm an Enneagram yeah. 6, and that's important, because Enneagram 6 is all about, if you're familiar with the Enneagrams, you know, it's all about fear and worry. I know about um, it, but I, but I couldn't tell you too much so about couldn't tell it. it so. Yeah, so that one is, that each type has got its own you know, mm, like, you know, eight is, mm-hmm. yeah, eight is, is about rage. You know, they, they correspond with uh, seven deadly sins plus two. I'm in the plus two with the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's got their passion there, which is the not passion, like passion, you know, we've got a passion for something, but mm-hmm. like the Christ passion, which is, you know, yeah. out of our fatal flaw. So part of what the six is, the six doesn't listen to the inner voice because we can't really hear the inner voice because there's so much, you know, uh, so much fear and anxiety and we look towards outside sources. So some of that was what was, you know, mm-hmm. it was like me, you know, I ignored that little voice for so long and, and it was getting louder, but I was still ignoring it and I was still focus, focus outward. I was still focus mm-hmm. outward. And that's, mm-hmm. so it really was that way. So it was like the inner voice sort of like, went, mm-hmm. and, um, well, it and it was almost like everything. It was almost like you had to listen right because yes. if it gets to that place if you listen to this on video and you're watching this recording you will have got it right at the time when people are really experiencing this having to go within and yes. what I feel Michelle's talking about is like oh my god like if I didn't listen to that then I probably would have exploded and I think a lot of people feel like that but if you're listening yeah. to this later on on iTunes or Stitcher or, or another podcast platform then it might be that this situation has is over now in the world or it might have changed, but you still might be feeling this feeling that there's something within you, almost like a pressure cooker, right? Yes. Yes, that was exactly it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's really what it felt like was, was a pressure cooker. In fact, that whole year felt like it was a pressure cooker and I didn't really know what to do. So that was, and I think that's what had finally happened. Well, I mean, quite honestly, I was getting the signs. I mean, you know, this is not to say that I didn't know what to do, you know, even though it's difficult for me to hear my inner voice, I've gotten a lot better at it. You know, it was (laughs) very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was because it was so clouded over by the worry and the anxiety that still didn't mean I didn't hear it it just meant that I was ignoring it because yes. you know because that's that's the thing too if you don't want to do what your inner voice is telling you to do you know you, you can claim you don't hear it when that's not really true it's just and, also, you don't want to do it. and also it's stepping into something sometimes yes you know I've been a therapist for over like nearly 30 years and it's stepping into it. it's, it's taking responsibility yes. for wanting to change something isn't it in your life and if you're you're obviously ready but sometimes there's a resistance to that because it's a really interesting journey to go on you know and it can bring up yes. things that you don't want to look at underneath that iceberg right exactly so carry on <laughs> yes and that's the thing and i what i really needed to do was start feeling my emotions because i really believe yeah. especially after going through this whole thing and if you have a problem with worry and it's interesting because you you wouldn't think it that way but i do think worry the whole 
concept of worrying is distracting us from feeling our fear. Because think about it. I mean, what is worry? We're almost like we're, you know, something something happens. We feel like if we if we plan, like if, yeah. we, if we figure out the worst case scenario and then figure out a plan around it, that's going to make it better. Well, it doesn't make yeah. it better. So, so we're using that planning, that planning isn't planning, it's just worry. So, so if you just stop that noise in your head and just feel mm-hmm. the feelings, everything will start to shift. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and it's not easy. I'll say the first mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. first time you decide to really just feel that fear, like, at least for me, I felt like I was going to die because, you know, I mean, it's like my chest was constructed. I was, it was so hard to force air through it. And so that's what I really focused on was just pushing air up through my breathing, taking the breath of life in, right? Because I was, everything gets so constructed. And I guess that's part of it. You know, when you think about fear, that's where what fear is trying to do is trying to save your life. So if you really go into that pure fear, even if you are completely safe you're mm-hmm. you're in a a safe secure home there's food mm-hmm. you're in shelter you've got you know you're comfortable you've got food in the fridge so you know your your needs are met so there's there's no reason to feel it but you still feel that fear and that fear that fear is, is tied to, yeah. to dying so yeah. yeah so it does actually feel like you're even though there's no reason to but then that's but the in thing. a way you are through. you are dying but you're dying you in dying. sense of uh, you're dying in the old you I mean, you're coming into being reborn really if we want to be you know it is yeah yeah it is and so it was breathing it was forcing through that and Mm -hmm. and it gets easier so I will say the first time you do it you're going to be convinced you're doing it wrong Mm because I was convinced I was doing it wrong there's no way it could feel this bad anything feels bad could be good for you yeah breathing and just feeling the emotion and feeling the emotion yeah Mm, it makes sense and then but once you do once you get comfortable with it because the thing is is on the other side of that is peace and I didn't realize that um so when you go through it and I think if you are worried you know what you really long for is peace and you think you're going to get peace because whatever it is you're you're going to resolve whatever it is you're worried about but that's not true where you get peace is feeling the emotion if you go into the fear that's where the peace is just for a moment let's just hear that really because if you are listening to this and you are feeling anxious and you are feeling afraid you know, I always find that with addiction as well. People are experiencing addiction. Yeah. Actually, really what they want is peace. So this is a really key thing is that you have to kind of acknowledge those emotions and feel them and not just bat them away. And I think what we tend to do is we're scared of feeling emotion. I definitely know that on my journey that I have been there. Yeah, so I definitely get it. But once you really embrace that and you start to feel it, there is a way out, isn't there, Michelle? Yes. Mm. Yeah, because it gets better. And the thing is, is once you've experienced mm-hmm. that, it's going to be easier. It's going to be easier to go to the yeah. next level. It's going to be easier to keep doing it because you know, on the mm. other side of it is peace. And every time you do it, you get a little better at managing your, <laughs> yeah, you get more peace and you get a little better at managing your emotion mm. and being able to, and not letting what happens in the world knock you down. Amazing. And do you feel that some of that came from early days? Because that often seems to be the case with people is that experiences that they'd had, they've made a decision that that was scary in the world and there wasn't anybody that could help them with that in that moment. And so they had to kind of restrict it. Do you feel that that was kind of you? It must have been. So the thing is, is that, you know, I had, I grew up in a very normal middle-class family. Mm -hmm. My parents were very loving yeah there's no divorce so there's nothing that you know you can pinpoint Mm. yeah there's no outward event or trauma I can Mm -hmm. say that yeah this is what happened it was just 
I don't know what it was. So that's the thing. That's one of the things that's always kind of yeah. um, has has troubled me. And maybe, and that's the thing. That's another thing too. I just let go. It's like just because, just because this is because what you it can't manifests. pinpoint it, right? Yeah. I mean, I right. I believe that you know we've brought stuff in. It's ancestral. Exactly. Sometimes yeah. it's epigenetic. It's right. not necessarily something that you had to experience in trauma in this life sometimes it is and quite a lot it is but you can have brought it in ancestrally and in that genetics line and if you believe in past lives you may have brought it in from past lives as well so you know it can be from anywhere the other thing too i do think is I do feel like I'm sensitive emotionally. And so for other people who are that way, you know, and it may have been just picking up the emotional stuff from your your parents that you Mm -hmm. don't, you're not even aware of, but they're dealing with their trauma and they pass it to you unconsciously, of course. Absorb it. (laughs) Yeah. Absorb it through osmosis. Like, (laughs) and if you are sensitive, you know, some people call that an empath, don't they? My dad's a, a, a scientist, so I'm reluctant to go there, but I do feel like I might be some of that. Yeah. I hear well, you know, I'm a spiritual scientist, and, and, <laughs> yes. and for me, evidence is like key. <laughs> but yes. sometimes I have to let it go. Sometimes I have to, like you, I have to just say, well, actually, that doesn't matter. Like, actually, right. you just have to trust in that process. And obviously working with my guides, I had to trust in the process, right? So you have to trust in the process of your healing. And that's what you did. So where did you go after that? After you trusted in the process of feeling your emotions and moved on and started to feel that peace, I'm sure your world opened up, right? Yes. Yes. Mm. So it took a little, it took a little time. This is not a um, quick Quick fix, fix. but, but Mm. on the other hand, um, you didn't get here quickly either (laughs) (laughs) if you're really going to be honest this was years in the making (laughs) so so what but what ended up happening was you know i built a very successful uh copywriting and marketing company which i still have today but one of the love base love base copy yes yes love base biz yes so you can see that and one of the things that i had denied while building it was my fiction side so i actually taught myself to read when i was three years old because i wanted to write stories so badly but i pushed that part aside to focus on building this company and so one of the things that came out in this whole thing was because I was ignoring that little fiction voice that was part I mean there's a lot of things like the the creativity creativity, yeah yeah I mean there's a lot of things that was going on that was but that was a a big piece of it there's other things too that was happening but so one of the things that I've done is now I've got, you know, my five nonfiction books out, which are all based business series. And then I also have five fiction books out yeah. and I'm just really honoring both the creative and the, the, the nonfiction, you know, and, and, and all of that as well yeah. on top of the other stuff. Can people find those on your lovebasebiz.com? Yeah, so yeah. it is there. It, they're on Amazon. All the, the nonfiction and the fiction are all on Amazon. And then you yeah. also love based publishing. But if you, yeah, if you go there or, or michellepw.com, you will see. I've got, that is one problem with building, like having business series and fiction series. I, have, I end up having a lot of URLs. But um, <laughs> yeah, you, if you go here, you, you can find the fiction. And, the, and there are links to the other sites that have the fiction. And the so some, some people might say, oh, my goodness that's a huge amount of books that you've written and yeah. before we went live really essentially I was telling you that I recently channeled mine and, and it was done before March and uh, March 2020 and it's you know it's a mean feat doing that like it's like you you know you really have to set aside that time don't you to yes really just I mean I call it channeling and it's birthing a book really you know Um, in the words of Tom Bird you might have heard of him he talks about birthing a book you know like that book's inside of you so what can you do for people like how 
can you help people in, in your business? What do you do? So one of the things that I've, I've stepped into as well, along with my fiction and nonfiction, is really helping entrepreneurs with their book. So part of it is because the, the copywriting, and the marketing is still going. But one of the things that I realized with the nonfiction book is that it's really one of the best marketing tools that we can have. And it can help you build your business. It can actually build your uh, subscriber list. It can you know, your prospect mm-hmm. list. It can build um, your clients because people yeah. read your book and then they want to hire you. And I love I really do love marketing. Part of where I'm going with is not only just helping people shape their books, but then how to market their books after the initial launch. Yes. And I can certainly help you with the launch as well. But so often in the, at least in the nonfiction world, there's a lot of emphasis on launch and almost no emphasis on what happens after the launch, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. a lot of books just kind of die on Amazon. So yeah, which is uh, a shame, isn't it? It so is a shame. So because yes. people, so that's people storing quite often you know, obviously a bit of my story is in my book, not a massive amount, it's mostly channeling, (laughs) um, healing channeling from source, but it is a bit of my story. And I think, and and we found this, didn't we anyway, at the New Media Summit, that the majority of people will talk about their story and the story makes you real, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And people put all their life force, they put this all this energy and time and money and life force into a book and then it doesn't go anywhere. And I just think that's so terrible. So one of the things that had happened, so with the fiction and nonfiction, so Mm -hmm. I published the nonfiction books first, you know, and then I, and then I published the fiction and then I went to my marketing friends and I said, Mm -hmm. so how do you publish, how do you promote a fiction book? And nobody knew. So I, (laughs) I went on a quest to, in in the fiction world and got marketing help there. I went on a quest. I, I, like on, yes, I did. And yeah. I found, um, I found ways to market a fiction book. And you see, that was the beauty because in the fiction world, there's no upsell. So the nonfiction world, you know, if you, if you write a book, there's going to be like a course or working one-on-one with you. There's, yeah. there's a back yeah. end. You can mm-hmm. make money. There is no back end for fiction other than yeah. another book. Mm-hmm. So the, so there is this emphasis on how do you cheaply and effectively promote your books. Yeah. So I was able to take what I learn there and apply it to the nonfiction world because again there is no emphasis except for after the launch for the nonfiction book so I feel like with this whole you know the the fiction and the nonfiction it was able to just be really uniquely to be able to bring this and so so if people have sort of you know thinking about when they hear the words birthing a book or when they hear um what they talk what we're talking about which is really that story that you might have within you or if you've had a, a story that you've been thinking about, maybe that you want to write through. So often I find fiction is yeah. somebody's weaving a story and when we look at Harry Potter or something like that. Like there's a story there, but I'm sure yeah. that some of that was what that person felt as they were yes. creating it, right? If you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh my God, like I'm stuck in, I'm like, I've been getting all these yeah. ideas about a book. Could they contact you and say, look, do they need to have the book written, the manuscript? No, book? no, no. We can, we can so, turn, yes, they can definitely reach out and I talk. And, yes, oh, I, I can oh, help I with the coaching piece it too. Yes, yes. And then I'm also in the, the podcast that we brought up too. It's, it's not yes. launched yet, but it's the Right Inspiration podcast. And the idea of that is to mm-hmm. share like inspiration on how to write. Uh, and Oh my God, I your, so your needed book. Michelle, like... <laughs> six months ago and you know obviously I didn't know her then but I so needed her net then because as much as we do what we do in the sense of you know you might be an expert in your field and you're listening to this but actually we need experts in their field to help us as well because we can't have every hat on 
Yeah. And I think that's really important to listen to is that that's why, you know, I have someone helping me, but it's, it's almost like accountability. Would you say Michelle? Is yes. Accountability? Yes. And just be, and just having somebody I think helps shape the book, help see where the weaknesses are. We all need that. And then of course, you know, helping birth it and get it out there so that it's actually, it's not just sitting there gathering virtual dust, which is just I within you as well. That virtual, yes, I love exactly. the virtual Yes. Because my guys talk about dust in your energy field and how everything oh, yes. is dust. So if you imagine you've got, you know, you've got this book inside of you, if you're listening to this and you've got this book inside of you, that's just gathering dust, right? It is gathering <laughs> dust, yes. And it's, you know, and the, I think the thing that finally did was in, in 2017, so my mom got diagnosed in 2012 and then she she died. The thing is, is but before that, I remember sitting there in ICU with her holding her hand. We thought she was going to die. She, it was one of the times, you know, if, if you've ever had a, a loved one, you know, dying can sometimes take a while. And so we're, we're in ICU and I'm holding your hand I'm saying I'm not going to die with my book inside me and that was really what the catalyst was so I share that because I do think that that's really important because you're right you you don't want to at the end of this wonderful life to realize that Mm -hmm. you have that dust still inside you and you didn't get it out in the world I'm just thinking out loud here for you guys listening because I have mine in my self uh, over two years probably a lifetime or more than a lifetime but for over two years and when I read back at the initial bits that I wrote it was you know the the date that I wrote it and I started writing it so this happens as well that people start to write it and then they get distracted and stuff like that but I feel that never goes away and I think that now is a really good time for people to really express who they are in the world and how amazing to be able to voice it through the words of the written form, you know, exactly. and I just feel really strongly and passionately like you do that people really need to speak about who they are authentically. And that might be through fiction and that's great. Or it yes. might be through nonfiction where somebody stands like we do at the new media summit and rawly, you know, stand there in our vulnerability and speak about who we are. Right. Yes. <laughs> in a few minutes. And you can do that with your book. Yeah. absolutely can it's yes. really heartfelt to think about it that way I think I think it's really important for people and you know if you're listening to this and you feel that you've had this idea or just it's sowing a seed for you or there's a little light that's coming on can they get hold of you can you have sort of like a consultation before oh, yeah you? yeah so tell us about that Michelle so yeah so just reach out so you know again if you you know go to go to one of my one of my websites and you can get what to the contact website? information what's the yeah one? what's the best one the one that's um so love if you want if you are looking for the publishing in the book the lovebasedpublishing.com is probably mm-hmm. the best one and you'll, there'll be a, an author services there so just you can click yeah. there and read about that and then there's a form there or you can just there's also contact you can just send an email if you don't like if you don't like website forms just send an email that'll go to my assistant and yeah, yeah. and then we can certainly uh, get on the phone and talk and connect and and I'm in the UK you're obviously yeah. not in the UK does that you know in the sense of I work all over the world but do you work all over the world do you yes. work with people all over the world yeah so yes. it doesn't matter where you are whether you're listening in the UK yes. or whether you're listening all over the world whereabouts are you actually Grace? I'm in Arizona so yeah, Arizona. yes so yeah. yes and I've and I have worked with clients all over the world and I've also done a lot with like Amazon in the UK and, uh, and in Canada too so yeah. yes I'm very familiar with that as well oh so that's absolutely brilliant so what would you say would be the key thing for people to take away from this 
because you have a beautiful story that oh, you've told. You. And um, I'm sorry about your mother, but I'm sure she's oh, yes. very much part of this experience that you're having now, which is really speaking about who you are out in the world. Yeah. So what would you say to, to people listening now? I, I really want you to, to not wait. I do feel like, you know, my mother got sick, then my mother died. And then, and then that was the catalyst to, to really just finally getting my act together. And so probably my biggest regret, my mother wasn't able to see it. She was a huge champion of me, by the way. Yeah. So there was none of that. And then, but she was not alive to see it. So yeah. I do feel like if this is calling to you, and I know it's a cliche, but you know, the thing is with cliches, they're true. It's like, don't wait mm-hmm. for life to come at you with the two by four mm-hmm. and knock you down before you actually start to listen to that inner voice and make the changes that you need to make in order to, to order to mm-hmm. see what you want to see. Part of the reason why I really love to share these stories, be, you know, get out there and talk about it because I, I really don't want people to wake up one day, you know, they're near the end of their life and they realize yeah. that the, the very things that they were, that they knew they were supposed to be here to do they just never did yeah and I think that's great because people have something I don't know if, if you've heard of this but it's a bucket list so we call it over here a bucket yes. list yes so where you might travel to which obviously isn't happening at the moment but where you might travel to <laughs> you might experience in your life and and it could be that one of those things it definitely was for me was that at least one if not more books were going to be out there and Yes. It might be that just listening to this, you're, you're hearing this and thinking, oh my God, like I've been thinking about this for so long and now I'm having to work at home or now I'm having to go within, I'm having to right. stop. Then this might be a great time to actually contact Michelle and say, you know, where do I start really? Huh? Yeah. Yes, I think that's a great idea. Once you do get your book out, now you've got a vehicle where your work will live on. So whatever it is that you meant to say, mm. it will now live on past you. That's so, so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the reason why I wrote my book is that I wanted people to hear the message they could heal themselves. Yes. It's called Awaken the Light Within. So basically, it was about awakening the light. So I didn't think about it in any other way apart from I really wanted to reach people on that level. And I already have a bit of business. I already have, you know, my following and stuff, but I really wanted to get that extra message out there that people could heal themselves. And so often somebody's got just a little a message that they want to share. So if you're listening to this and you feel that there's a message that you would really like to share, like Michelle shared a part of her message this evening on this podcast I share on episode one you'll hear my spiritual awakening story which led me to do what I do and you may have that too so I want you just to listen to this really feel into it and if you feel drawn to contact Michelle you can find her on what's the best website lovebasepublishing.com lovebasepublishing.com but you're going to find this across all the social media as well on my on my youtube channel which is susan kennard and all my social media so you'll be able to find this interview there too and so if you're listening or watching this then there's probably a bit of you that actually was really interested in maybe birthing your book so michelle thank you so much for being here on the spiritual awakener It's been great to have you, really fun and very timely for me because of where I am with my book editing. (laughs) If you've got a spiritual awakening story and you want to share it with me and my listeners, 
Or if you had a turning point in your life where you feel, oh my goodness, it really changed me and it made me realize that I was so much more than who I thought I was, then find me on susankennard.co.uk. So until the next episode of The Spiritual Awakener, I'll send you much love. Thanks for listening to The Spiritual Awakener and being a part of our conversation. If you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get great information at susankennard.co.uk.